once again it's time to open your ears and expand your mind. Or maybe it's dull your mind. Either way, I think these boys have something to say. So sit back, grab a brew, we're going to have some too. And give you our point of view, here on Talkin' Brap. that's about the time we usually start coming in right yeah i don't know you yelled at me so i know (laughs) it's talking perhaps season two episode three yeah episode three so check us out talkingbrab.com instagram talking brab facebook talking brab twitter brab talking brab brab whatever find us anywhere (laughs) check out our website uh, we got some cool stuff coming out on the website now. I finally got to release the uh, new website. Got a blog feed and all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, so check it out. Sign up for newsletters and blah, 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 and all that stuff we're going to be doing. So the topic of the day is MMI worth it? If you don't know what MMI is, MMI is a division of UTI, and it is the Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. I got Mike and Shane and Aaron here today. Uh, is that under the Urinary Tract Infection Institute? It is. So, it's yeah, the Urinary okay. Tract Institute. Okay. Yes. UCI, yeah. Yes. They, uh, <laughs> no, me, Shane, Mike, I mean, we all went to MMI. Um, you know, I don't. Aaron didn't go. Aaron's not really the uh, techie guy back here, so he didn't go. So he hasn't had quite the input on this that we have. But I think each one of us went through school with quite a few people. Yeah. Um, and of those people, about how many do you think are still in the business? Probably three, <laughs> if that. Okay. And, and, that, and that, that's about what I was going to say. Three to four of the 60 to 100 people I started with. Yep. Uh, probably four, maybe five that are still in the business doing anything worth a shit. And what do you figure that is? Like a lack of desire to want to do it? What's that? Lack of desire to want to do it or burned out or what's the reason for not wanting to stay? Uh, has nothing to do with wanting to stay. Uh, just because you want to fly a plane doesn't mean you can. With all the instruction in the world, some people are just not going to be able to fly a fucking plane. Yeah. What's that guy's name? Bob Denver? Um, <laughs> John, John Denver. John Denver. John yeah. Denver. And, Ask and, him about it. I want to fly. And Kobe, uh, Kobe. Kobe Bryant. He was like, hey, let's go up in a helicopter Kennedy's today. fucked that up pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, uh, some people ride like that. I mean, you know, when you're in school and I, I, th- I don't think this holds true with just MMI. I, I think this is something that holds true on anything, any kind of schooling anywhere, which is you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make them drink. So, um, you know, you can teach people all the stuff in the world, but it doesn't mean they're going to soak it up and be able to use it. Um, <laughs> Woody's raising his hand over here in the corner. When you're in school, and I'm sure you know Mike and Shane, I'm sure you guys can agree with this. Uh, I would say about thirty percent of the people you know within the first couple of days that they're not going to make it. 
you know, uh, they just can't wrap their heads around things. Um, you know, just because you want to work on motorcycles does not mean you have the aptitude for it. Uh, you get guys that decide, oh man, I've been watching OCC and I want to be Paul Jr. I want to build a bike. But they've been pencil pushers their whole life. They've never used a torque wrench. They've never turned a wrench. They don't know the difference between you know an open-end wrench and a closed-end wrench or any of this. So they get into school and there's a lot thrown at you. You know, I think if I were to go to school to be a doctor or something, I would probably fail. Yeah, you but know? there's also the side of it too where if you're starting at a fresh slate, some people, depending how you're wired, you can pick it up. Where somebody who's been doing it 15 years on their own – garage taught doing it wrong for 15 years and now has to be retaught that's the whole opposite of that spectrum yes but a guy that has been doing it in his garage for 15 years even little bits at a time is going to do a lot better than a guy who has never touched a wrench before depends if he's a cross threader or a loctite guy well cross thread is forever <laughs> i mean we know that cross thread is forever so uh, it doesn't get better, you know. Green, green Loctite or cross thread, whichever one you want. <laughs> it's, it's forever, you know. Unless it's a derby cover or something, you got to take off. Then you use red, yeah, yeah. or green. Green's good. Green's so, good. so I have a call in coming tonight uh, from a guy named Jason Widger. Uh, I met him about ten years ago when I went through MMI. Uh, he was from the same town, same area I was. Knew a lot of the same people, close to the same age. We just never had crossed paths. We, we, we knew, you know, he used to hang out in the low rider scene and the, and the bike scene. And I knew all the low rider clubs and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, once we got into class and, and this and that started talking, it was, man, man, I can't believe we've never met, you know, <laughs> we grew up not too far from each other and just never really met. So I've stayed in touch with Jason. Um, he went from MMI to HDU, which is kind of the same thing, except it's, it's you know, more Harley run than MMI. Um, they actually have a company called MMIT, I think it is. And it's what Harley uses to train, you know, their technicians. And they are usually MMI teachers. Okay. And, and the best of the best, you know. Um, Jason went to like Thailand for like five years and was teaching, uh, you know, in Thailand, Harley Davidson in Thailand. Um, he's now... He is now working at uh, Harley Davidson as a, a tech services guy. Call in when you need help, and he'll help you out. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, you know, and and I kind of wanted to get a little bit of his input to see, you know, uh, how many people he thinks goes through there that don't do anything with it, you know, and what what that side of everything looks like because. You know, I think the three of us soaked up a lot when we were in there. We knew what we wanted out of it. You know, we, we wanted we wanted what we have now, basically. We, we wanted to be some of the best technicians that we could be, so we took it seriously. And the people that do take it seriously do take a lot out of MMI. Um, I can remember so many little things that I was taught in MMI that, you know, I probably would not have learned anywhere else, you know. I don't know. Um, they lied to me about all the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They said you work on motorcycles, you're gonna be a chick magnet. Yeah. 
I just hang out with you fucking guys all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's more like a dick magnet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike says like all the time, like the, the guys love me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere I go. Yeah. I thought it was the gays love him. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's true. They do. They do. They do. They do. Now, on, on the school thing, man, how much of that is just related to like any course of study period? You know what I mean? Like you study. Absolutely. You go to a college, lot. how many people do you know are actually using their women's studies degree or whatever they did in school? How many people do you know that are doing menial jobs that have liberal arts degrees that right. mean nothing? Me. I have an electrical engineering degree. Yeah. Used it for about a year and a half. Yeah. Failed. Went and, to the creative side. That and that's it. the thing. That's why people like to bash MMI. But in the end, it's just like any other school. Just because you go to school. Oh, wait. What's this? Um... Let's see we have if a caller on today. line one. Hello? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's going on, man? How you doing? What's up? Good, man. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing all right. So this is Jason. Hey, Jason. This hey, is Mike Jason. from store 2715. <laughs> 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 this is Shane from also 2715. <laughs> this is a, this is a, hey. I don't have a reference <laughs> number. This is a new call. <laughs> new Norman. Call. Right, well, let's go ahead and get that VIN number. Oh, no VIN. All right. No VIN. Right. <laughs> so, so this I, is how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sweet. That was fucking I mean, I forgot to tell you, but I hope you have a beer open because we do. Uh, Actually, actually, no, we were going to go to the store and get some, but, you know, this is more important right now, so I don't have any here. Yeah, well, we always drink, um, and we can just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There you go. <laughs> that's not even qualified with while we podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so I was telling them a little bit about you on the way in, you know, that yep. it was about 10 years ago, I think, that uh, we met in school there. Yep. You were my instructor and uh, told them you'd spent, how long were you in Thailand, like I was Five just years? under just under four years. Just under four years. Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you've been around, taught quite a few people, and and what we kind of been talking about is is you know, and it's not an MMI thing. I think it's any school. Is mm-hmm. there's a large percentage of people that go through school yep. that don't work in the industry when it's all said. It, and done. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of guys that I actually had back when I was at MMI. Um, that to this day do not even touch motorcycles. I mean, there's guys that have gone to other schools after MMI and done something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it, what, what we kind of said here earlier is, you know, I said just because you want to be able to fly a plane and you go take lessons doesn't mean you will necessarily be able to fly a plane ever. Absolutely. Uh, you know, some people need the aptitude and there is a certain type of person that, that, you have to be to do this job. Well, I, I think Correct. I think there's also people that think you can make money doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's people well, you, who if, just do it because <laughs> they got the GI Bill and they wanted to be able to work on their own bike later, but are just doing it just experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, and that's a lot of things that I ran into too. Is is like I was I was thinking earlier today. You know, you got these guys that come to the school fresh out of the military. They got the GI Bill and bam, they want to do it. Or you got these guys who are sixty, seventy years old. They just retired and they want to do something with their life, so they come to school. Um, you know, but you also on the flip side of that, you get these kids that are eighteen, nineteen years old that oh, I'm going to go to MMI. I'm going to go to motorcycle school. I'm going to go to any school. I'm going to get away from family, and they they don't really care what's happening. They're getting an education per se, but they're just drinking and partying and having a good time. Oh yeah, those guys would so, go. Those guys usually in midday class used to be. Yeah, usually yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember I, I was in night class. And morning and night seemed to be okay, but midday, man, midday that was, all, that was yeah. all the fuck-offs. You we, know? Had to, we had to work during the day to yeah. go 
to go to school at night. That's right. Oh yeah, and I did the same thing when I went to school there because I went to school oh four oh five and I worked all day six days a week and then i went to school monday through friday at night so yeah i've been in the same shoes everybody else is in yeah and you spent how long did you spend as a technician uh i was a little over five years over five years yeah yep yep so you you know you've got good experience on on kind of both ends of it and you know you you watch people online just bash mmi (laughs) oh yeah and it's it's so bad because these guys i went to school and i couldn't do shit with it and it's like man you know you're an idiot (laughs) <laughs> well yeah well it's you know. like the one thing that we the one thing that we used to tell the guys is you get out of it what you put into it so if you go yeah. in there with open mind and you're willing to learn and everything and take what the instructors tell you then absolutely but if you go in there with a mindset oh i'm just only here because i have to be or i'm in the gi bill or i just want to do something else in my life blah 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 they don't care they're not going to get anything out of it like i'll be honest when i went to mmi i knew nothing i'm gonna i'm gonna make myself sound really bad i had no idea what a lifter was I had no idea what cam timing was. I had no idea we were talking about main shafts and, and, and all that stuff. I had no clue. Yeah. But once I went through theory and I understood, because I've heard all the terms, I just didn't know what anybody was saying. But once I went through theory and understood, I'm like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. And I kind of put everything together. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work on motorcycles and have this career. So I put every effort I could into it. But you get these other guys that are just there. Oh, I'm only here because mommy and dad, you're paying for it. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and a really good example. We have a, a an entry level guy here that's from Greenland. Green. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he he went through MMI, okay. and you know, each time I finished a class, you know, I took notes every day. I did everything, and I put everything in a binder. Yep. And then when I was done, I had a series of binders for every class. Mm-hmm. And I still have some of those binders in my toolbox to go back, like yep. the touring electronics and the advanced electronics stuff like that. I, I keep those in my box because sometimes there's stuff you I need to get back to. Binders. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Yeah, you do. You, you have my it? Screaming Eagle binder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Tyler, where are all those binders and shit you paid for from MMI? <laughs> yeah, he's somewhere. Somewhere. That's somewhere so, my house. so we asked <laughs> the new guy. The new guy's got stuff going on, and we're like, "Man, you learned this in school." No, I didn't learn that. We didn't learn that. Okay, where's your notebook? I don't know. I lost them. <laughs> you, know, like, thing, you paid thirty thousand dollars for those freaking notebooks what did you mean yeah. you lost them you know <laughs> and the, the, the funny thing is is when you guys went to school um you guys got all the handouts and everything when i went to school when i went through theory we had to hand write all of our notes we didn't get any handouts until i think it was graduation s1 <laughs> no yeah like yeah. s2 yeah maybe s2 e2 so, you know, we had to handwrite all that stuff. So with me, if I'm handwriting everything, I remember stuff. But if I get stuff in my hand out, handed out to me, no, I'm done. I yeah. can't remember anything. Yeah. I think another another issue that people have is for some reason they think that they're going to go to MMI and come out Paul Tuttle. Like, yeah. you know, right. like you said. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, even yes. your diploma says basic motorcycle technician right i mean yeah yeah they have a chair throwing class and shit like that (laughs) (laughs) oh they do if you're in the right classes though you can figure out how to drop a bike off a lift though oh yeah Yeah. yes you can well they used to have that happens happens every 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 couple of weeks they used to have a class where you did like when we went through they had a class where you did like honing cylinders and oh yeah Yep. Flowing heads and yep. all that stuff i don't think they even do that anymore so when i went through was like 11 i think it was um we were the last buell class we were the last v-rod class I, we were okay. one of the last boring and honing classes they had went to what they're doing now which is um what do they call the last two labs dso1 dso2 yeah, dso1 yep. dso2 they had just started yep. that as i was getting out yep 
which you have some deep stuff in those books. Oh yeah, like you have yeah Bob Drap. I had Bob. Yeah, Drapp. yeah. Bob Drap's a man. Yeah, he is. He, that that man's so smart. He's, real he's, flow dynamics he's forgotten stuff in there, like some really. He, cool Bob, stuff. Yeah. Was Bob the one that was always building the weapons on the side, building and selling? Was it you no. guys? You guys were, talking about Florida. Florida. Florida? I was Bob Drap is what seven or yeah, eight we were time in yeah. national that, champ that was, now. Uh, He's yeah, an older dude, like hella good, and Screaming Eagle, too. I think, I think yes. his name was Bob, too. Yeah, it was Bob, but it was something. And I, he drag raced the Sportster. Yep. That was Bob Drap. That's Bob Drap if he's drag yep. racing. Yeah, he, yep. he won his, like, fourth or fifth national championship well, when this I is, was in school. This is in Arizona, but. Yeah. And he oh, he I, told me like he, had built, he had built his Sporty. He had run three full seasons on that motor and said mm -hmm. that he would probably get at least one more season out of it and won national championships. And you want to know the funny thing about that engine is everybody screams, Screaming Eagle is the best lifter. Screaming Eagle is the best lifter. Da, 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 da. Yeah. He he ran stock Stopped. lifters. Yeah. Yep. Screaming Eagle motor. lifters suck. Yeah, Screaming Eagle lifters suck. <laughs> I'll run stock <laughs> over Screaming Eagle any I, day. I, I can't say anything like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I got an off topic. Is that case number? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Jason, off topic. How old is Steve? Steve Nadu? Yeah. Oh, dude, he's probably 50, 60s. But he looks a lot older than he is. I'll tell he you sounds that right older now. than he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Steve. <laughs> yeah, right. You, well, you got to get that that North that North England draw, and you got to get you know smoking cigarettes all the time. Hey, I love him. Is when it, I get Steve, I'm like, oh, this is probably going to go well. Some Alan, of the other yeah. guys, I'm like, I don't even want to talk to you because you don't even know what I'm talking about. Is Alan still there? Alan Ball. Yeah. Yeah, he's still there. All right, I haven't talked to him forever. Is he well, the, they, see the they Australian things that work out. So. Yeah, the English, English guy? accent. Yep. Yeah, Australian the guy. Because yep. he was when when the eleven twenty fives came out, he was faxing me all the uh, bulletin stuff because the the uh, manuals weren't shipped yet. Nice. Yeah, there's a few guys in there. Ashley, there's a couple yep. others. Rich. That when I get you them, know, I'm like, oh, Rich, thank God. Rich. Every, every time I get Rich, I'm like, yes. I went. <laughs> I went rounds with Rich one time on a Sportster like seven years ago, and I was like, I hate this guy. And then the next time I had him, he like totally hooked me up. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> like you know, so it's so funny. Anytime I have an issue or anything, I go to Steve, I go to Rich, I go to Alan, since they've been there the longest. Mm, yeah. I, I always go with them every time. Yeah. So the, for the listeners that don't know what we're talking about here, um, hey, if you, you don't know, know I'm Jason, not going to tell yeah, you. Jason works in tech <laughs> services. So when we as technicians need help, we call Harley. Our, as, and these as, are the guys we talk to. As Harley Davidson technicians. Yes. yes. Not, not like. Yes. Mom and pop shops like where do who these guys are calling? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, if you're not a dealer, you don't get anywhere. I yeah. didn't even and know I've about actually, these guys. I've actually had uh, an aftermarket shop call up customer service, and they transfer them over to tech service, and we're like, we can't talk to you, bro. You're not a dealership. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. How did they get yeah. that far? Cause like because like when you, when you put in your dealer number, if you don't put in your dealer number, they t they, they send you to Hog, don't they? No, well, they 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 called customer service, oh. and then a new person at customer service transformed to tech service, and that's how we got it. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> fucking new guys. Man. You should have yeah, just right? you should have just told him like <laughs> some outlandish shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I should have been fucking hilarious. <laughs> what's he gonna What's he gonna do? Harley Davidson's full of shit, man. Yeah, right. I talked to this guy at Harley. He told me to do this. Did what? He told me yeah. to put the lifters in upside down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, they, you, wait, you mean a roller is supposed to go to the bottom? Yeah, yeah. They, they bleed faster that way. They bleed. Oh, they bleed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you, it's got to be hard for you guys because, you know, 
most of the in the Harley sector, I imagine it's this way for all of the OEM graduates. They go to work for dealerships for the most part. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of them out there because when I call, sometimes you know you guys ask like very rudimentary things, and you're like, yeah. well, mm-hmm. "Well, did you check the battery?" And I'm like, "No, right. I didn't, no, I, I, you know, <laughs> I didn't check the battery." Yeah. No, I'm calling you because I don't know what to do at all. But yeah. well, let me let me ask you this. So one of the first things that you should do when doing any kind of engine diagnostics is what? Grab the manual what do you and mean? go through initial <laughs> diagnostics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so, you check so your you, battery, so, check the fuses. Okay. Well, well, if it's, if it's an engine, what's the first thing you should, what's the first two things you can do to every engine before you start digging into it? Let's Compression see and leak down. Check the plugs. Compression leak down. How many times have I got a bite or a guy call up and say, yeah, I got this, 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 and this. Have you done compression leak down yet? No, I already took it apart. <laughs> then how do you know why? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And well, usually when I call together. Yeah, I call call and talk to you know the guys up there and I'll be like, "All right, man, look. I am calling you because I need help and I am not an idiot." <laughs> you know, it's like I've gone through all the basic stuff. I've done this, yep. I've done that, yep. I've done this. Yep. I yep. I am at an impasse and I do not know what to do, you know. Yes. And and there are and I will say that in the almost 10 years I've been doing this, there have been quite a few times that I have been caught with my pants down when I called tech services <laughs> and they were like, well, did you do this? And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> like, damn it. All right, let me go fix that. The worst you know? ones when you called, they're like, oh, well, I've, uh, we, well, we've never seen that. Uh, if you figured out, give us a call back, let us know. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so so I got a good one, but I, I can't tell you on this. So I have to, I have to message you, Roy, and tell you a little later <laughs> yeah. on that one. Yeah, because it happened today. Oh, it, it, oh it, wow. It, good, you, yeah. will you will die. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, you can tell us on the air. Just change his name to Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is he I works here. Listening, I don't know who's listening. So, Tyler, well, Tyler's well, not. Yeah, and he's here. Well, but we're ha- we have headphones on, so he can't even hear. There's, his own there's story. probably about fifteen or twenty people outside this room that will listen to this. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, so if you, me, if you me, listen to this podcast this. after we air it, you're going to be number four. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: You guys know Bulletin fifteen oh seven, correct? The charging on the Sportsters. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so if you if, if you have if you have a motorcycle that has an issue do you check everything or you just replace everything well, uh, well you check well that depends <laughs> yeah. a shotgun approach or <laughs> Some, somebody somebody replaced the whole complete charging system and wanted us to cover warranty when the bulletin says nothing about replacing anything until you go through the checks yeah well, there's usually w- only why one we, uh, problem. Uh, but fails. why do you have to have a bulletin to tell you to go through the checks? Yeah. Well, because the thing is, is, is in the bulletin, it tells you exactly what you're looking for. And there's a certain thing that if you get to a certain spot, you have to do this or this. They didn't even look at the bulletin. They had no idea the bulletin was even around. And they replaced the whole charging system. And they wanted us to cover under warranty. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Guess, I can see that being a, a problem. Yeah, a mm, little bit, just a uh, little bit. You know, there's there's probably one thing wrong, not everything. Exactly. So, but yeah, you know, and and I I feel for you guys in tech services because uh, there is really nothing harder than trying to diagnose a motorcycle over, over the, the phone. phone. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, and it, and that's a, and that's the thing too is that's why we ask those really in your uh, I can't even talk right now. Those easy questions yeah. because, you know, it helps us diagnose. And plus the thing is, too, 
is when the RTLs go out to you guys, they're going to look for the exact same things that we asked you guys to do. So that's why they want us to go. What's battery voltage? What's this? What's this? What's this? And again, it just kind of helps us get in the mindset of where you guys are at to kind of help you guys diagnose the bikes. Yeah. And, and RTL stands for Regional Technician Lead? Technical, Technical Lead, Technical lead yeah. Technical Lead? And so yeah. how, how many of those guys are there in Harley? Oh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think there's eight right now. Okay. Just in the U.S.? In the U.S. Um, and I think every region, because um, when I was over in Thailand, all of Asia has one. I think in like Europe, there's two or three. But yeah, Canada, there's one. You know, I think the, the coolest thing about this podcast for the other two guys that listen to our podcast <laughs> is <laughs> the infrastructure that Harley has. Dude, it's know, awesome. It's awesome. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, I mean, absolutely. I've only encountered a uh, regional tech lead twice, mm-hmm. you know, where they came out. And one of them was when we first had a, an M8 that had oil coming out of a breather, just like the twin cams. And I said, I told the other tech, well, why don't you call them and ask them what the acceptable amount of, of uh, oil in the crankcase is? Because we have like nine ounces and right. it was six for the twin cams. See how much that they'll allow. And we called and they're like, you have how much oil? We're like nine ounces. Don't touch it. Right. <laughs> and we're right. like, huh? They're, we're sending somebody out. And the tech walks yep. back and he's like, they're sending a, a tech lead. And I was like, why? I don't know. They told me not to touch it. And we're like, huh? And that was like in the early days of, well, and they ended up sending out that he came and took it apart and asked us questions about what we did and this yep. and that. And that was, uh, what's his name? Dave. Dave. Yeah. Dave Lingeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave Lingeth. And then he was yeah, like, awesome. I worked for Dave before he, he worked for uh, yeah, Harley. And he leaves, and then okay. they sent us an engine. Yep. Said, don't, so the reason, don't touch it, so little, send the engine back. For t- so a so little, can little background on that is they don't want the engines molested. They don't want they, – they know you guys will do your job right, but they would rather have someone come out there and take the bike apart because they're going to nitpick the ever-living crap out of that engine trying to find – a little tear in an O-ring, oh, a yeah. gasket that's pinched, yeah. everything. So that's why they want, they, you know, sometimes they'll say, take the engine out, we'll send you an engine, put it back in a box, we'll send it over to the engine plant, and they will take it apart. Dave's super good at oh, that. Oh, yeah, they, they did. I mean, because it was, a, we put a stage four on it, mm-hmm. and I built the engine, and he that's was asking. That's why I messed up. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But, I mean, he, like, sat me down, and he was like, so did you put the O-ring on the, on the, uh, oil pump or did you put the o-ring in the case and i was like what's the right answer (laughs) 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 you know know, there it depends on who you talk to on that yeah you know right and Uh, the cool thing about the rtls is they are regional even though that some guys will go over to other other areas most of those guys are regional like like roy you were in florida for a while so chuck kennedy he's mainly southeast uh you got monty that's up north in like the delaware area stuff like that i think warren's always out in california area but i mean they will go to other regions if they're needed but most of the time they're in one certain area and that's all they deal with is those dealers so they have a good rapport stuff like that chuck's chuck's a very knowledgeable guy as well his son races and and he's a really cool guy warren came out quite a bit uh, uh, in California, yeah. So San Jose. you know, we when when I started, they had what they called SORS, which was yep. service operations area representative. Same thing, different title, yep. except yep. they were in the dealership all the time. Like yep. I want to say at least once a month, Chuck was in my dealership. Yeah, Warren had a new bike, and he uh, just ride it up and down the coast, yeah. stopping in all the. Dealerships. So so they would come yeah. in and 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 sit down because when I first started as a service manager, mm-hmm. I had one month 
as with a sore and they would come in yep. and be like okay where do your numbers look in what can we improve on and then they yep. got rid of the sores and i was all on my own <laughs> yeah and i was like actually, uh i don't know <laughs> and actually one of the sores went to work at mmi uh, a little bit before i left yeah yeah i forgot her name um oh a female yeah it was a female older 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 lady i don't want to say like 60 70s but she was like like later 40s huh i don't uh i feel like i know who you're talking about short-haired lady yes yeah yeah i know who you're talking about um can't think of her name though no marianne is that it yeah Yeah, marianne yep but you know back kind of back to the mmi thing you know it is actually a very impressive school it is when you you know you've been watching OCC and all this shit and you want you go take a tour of this school and you know you walk by all these rooms just filled with motors and bikes and all of this stuff getting taken apart and then you go by early model with pan heads mm-hmm. and all of the g- cool things that I will never fucking work on if I have a choice. <laughs> right. Fuck those old bikes. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but OCC has the cool Crescent wrenches that I never saw at MMI. Oh, you mean yeah. those adjustable wrenches <laughs> yeah. that they work with? Yeah, yeah those they are, put yeah. are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. put on the cover of the latest episode. Whatever. What the fuck? <laughs> Vinny. Vinny was the only guy there worth a shit. Denny Ruckle? I hate it. No, no, no. Not Denny. 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 Yeah, I, I actually like Denny. He was a dick. I like that guy. <laughs> Something about assholes. I get along with good. He, he was all right, but no, Vinny at OCC. He was the only one oh, worth Vinny, the shit. Yeah. You know, I know all I the rest of those guys were. I think I saw three episodes weirdos. that they wired the ignition wrong, and he said the ignition was bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, come on, it's OCC. What do you expect? Yeah. You got the 50 weight from outside in the snow and the blue. I mean, hey man, that dude can weld up some fucking spider webs. Though. Yeah. Well, I, all, yeah. you know, all those guys, all those guys can can weld their asses off and bend metal around. Yeah, I mean, you know, the custom stuff they did was really cool. You know, it was the mechanical part of it that, and the ri- <laughs> the riding part of it that didn't work out so well, you know. You, mean you can't the, hustle yeah, one of those stuff. things and really get down on a canyon? Yeah. Well, but I, I think I think what people don't understand is, like, when they go to MMI, you're you're learning to work in the trenches. You know, you're learning, yeah. you're, you're learning how to change tires, Tyler, yep. and do oil changes because that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Tyler. You know? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to, you're going to do services and tires and oil changes and you're going to do a lot of them. And yeah, you're going to have some diagnosis here and there and, and, and over time you'll get good at it. But you know that they, they can't really teach you the blank slate approach because it's, it's too vast. You don't ever know. Right. When, you know, when somebody says, I have a check engine light, come on, you don't have any clue what that is. Well, I got, exactly. out, of, and then, I got and, out at the end of 06, and I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a tech now. I'm a, you know, I'm a Harley tech, and I get on the shop, and they're like, hey, change this oil in this old soft tail. And I'm like, where's the drain plug? Because we didn't, <laughs> yes. we didn't yes. pull oil in school. Yeah. There's no yeah. gaskets. There's no oil. So I'm like sitting there going. Y'all didn't do oil? Oh, we did. No. We, we didn't. No, we didn't do oil. No. So yeah, Roy, Roy, when you went through, they did. But when we went through, in yeah, four or five or six, they didn't do it. Yeah, well, I had you oil, in like S so. one, S two, somewhere around there because we shared we shared a room in there. I think it was, uh, te- it was tech, tech one, tech, tech one, two. tech two. Is that what it was? Yep, yeah, yep. And that was changing oils and forks yep. and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. You know? So I mean, we did forks, but yeah, just like fluid drops and stuff. They they talked about it, but soft tails, you know, the frame in the back there, and I'm just like, uh, let me go get the manual, you know, yeah. start from... Yeah, where's where's the transmission drain plug at? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I when I talk to people about this, I tell them 
the best way I can put it is that you're paying a lot of money to learn how to read a service manual. Yeah. Correctly. Procedures. Technically, yes. Yep. You know, and, and because when you leave, you will not remember everything. There's no, no way. Art, you know, you have to. And, and how yeah. much time yep. do you spend unteaching somebody bad habits? Oh, God. In the shop? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. At, at MMI, eh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it, there's, there's a curriculum, and you teach people to do it, and either you do it or you don't. Like where I came from in, in the entertainment industry, you get people that came in with film degrees and all that kind of stuff like that. And I'd much rather hire somebody that spent five years or four years, whatever production assisting and learn the way the workflow of how things actually go yeah. rather than mm -hmm. somebody who thought they were teaching you how to make TV from books that were made from technology 10 years ago yeah. that right. no longer really apply. Right. Like how much of that is involved at this point? Well, it's like, I'll give you a good example. When I was doing S2, which for non-MMI guys is electrical, um, I got guys that would come in and say, oh, what is an electrical engineer in the Navy? This is how we did it in the Navy. I said, this isn't the Navy. This is Harley-Davidson. This is the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. Um, like putting like putting valve keepers in. Oh, this is the way we do it. We can do it this way. That's not the proper way. It's not the Harley-Davidson way. We have to do it this way. Well, that's just stupid. I get that, but this is the way we teach to do it. This is the way you have to do it. Yeah. If you don't understand the right way to do it, you can't figure out your own way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we, and, 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 you know, like Mike said, you know, when you get out into diagnosis and things like that, you really cannot teach diagnosis. No, you can't. You can teach how a system works and what mm -hmm. could go wrong with it. But, man, even, you know, I had a pretty strong electrical background when I went into MMI. I always kind of said that the two things that I really learned in MMI was one was the CV carburetor. I had never heard of that before. Right. You know, that was an absolutely all new idea to me. And transmissions. Don't worry. They don't mm -hmm. hear about it now either. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's outdated. But, you know, yes. I went through three years automotive training. So most of everything else involved in a motorcycle I knew about. But I never really learned transmissions. And mm -hmm. that, that CV carburetor was a whole new idea to me. Um, you know, I knew how pistons and valves and all that shit worked before I went in. So I had a leg up on ba a lot yeah, of people. Basic and, and, you know, you would hear that, oh, that's not fair. You've got automotive training. I'm like, what do you mean it's not fair? I'm fucking paying to be here. Right, exactly, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? there, there is no fair, you know. We're all paying the same amount of money to go to the same school. Yeah, exactly. And, and I knew uh, from my experience in automotive that I could turn a wrench and that I could probably do it successfully. Oh yeah, there you go. You dodge uh, crack it open. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge, dodge a ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, there were so many people I went to school with that I knew. You know, when we sat in class, it was like, dude, you're never, you're never, you're never. Gonna well, Arizona was like five no. percent were burnouts, like like drugs, because the nice. meth thing is huge in Arizona. A meth's big everywhere. Well, yeah, yeah, but, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, so you'd see people when they do the random, random drug tests and they. I mean, and then death lies on the drug test, and then they wouldn't come back. And you're like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. cool. Today's your last day. And then, Clean out your you know, shit. And, <laughs> right, go home. You know what? And when I was doing the midday class, a lot of those guys were coming in, hung over, and partying and stuff before I moved to the night class. So, I mean, you got your 5 or 10% booze outs, and then you did got Did you your, ever get drug tested? Yeah. You did? Yeah. I don't remember it's if a, I ever got drug tested. It's a swab. I mean, it's I would have passed. A breathalyzer. So I, I, saw, I saw people get drug tested. So you were on the list. Seen, I never right? got it. It's random. You were already on the list even back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always on the list. Always. I think everybody that lived in dorms got drug tested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you know, I, I lived down the road in the house. Like I, you know, I was from there. Like you, you know. 
So yep. I, I didn't I didn't have to get into any of that, but I don't remember taking a drug test. Obviously, no, if I, I did, I never I passed. did. <laughs> it was a mouth swab. Was it? I see. I kind of remember yeah. doing. I might have done one. That's what the kids are calling it. <laughs> but you know there's there's a lot of information thrown at you when when, when there you is and it's, it's and the thing is 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 some classes they're set up where there's a lot of information in a short period of time and some if you don't get it you don't get it and there's no yeah. way to catch up yeah right well, well screaming eagle 2 which which it was then i don't know i hear that that it's a little different now they don't go into all of the stuff in Dino tuning and Screaming Eagle too, like we did. I think they only have one Screaming Eagle now. Really? Yeah, because when I went through, there was a one and two, and then one, and one two. we were working on Evos, and we yep. were doing timing, and and we were doing the the lash between the 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 uh, the breather gear and all stuff like that. So we had one and two, so we had six weeks of it. Yep. But yeah, I don't even they they changed it when I pretty much left MMI to go to HTU. Um, they were doing different things and and Screaming Eagle two, and I don't remember what they were doing, but they they were changing it up completely. Yeah, we had well, Screaming Eagle one was the Dino, and Screaming Eagle two was Bob Drap, I think, when when I was in there, and uh, you know, Drap's class was flow bench and formulas for everything. So we got into making, uh, we built a, a pretty nasty one twenty eight uh, Fat Boy here. That's one hundred and fifty horse and torque, and we could not find an exhaust that could handle what we had built. I told you our store was twenty seven twelve, right? Sixteen twenty four. Sixteen twenty four. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So we actually built our own exhaust in shop, nice. and it works flaw. You know, it works great. It performs great. So Mike and Aaron had sat down and worked out all of these numbers and stuff and i said okay you want to see how close you are and they're like what do you mean and i said well i'm gonna go grab my book and i grabbed my screaming eagle book from drap and we sat down and with the intake valve size and all that stuff you get primary length and you know your exhaust mm-hmm. length and, and everything and we were yep. within like a half an inch of everything that we had measured and i was like dude you guys are right on track you know you know what i mean it was like right on track and when it finally got put together and put on the bike. It was, you know, exactly what we wanted out of it. And, and it sounds nice. badass. Oh, my nice. God. This is the loudest Milwaukee 8 on the planet, <laughs> without nice. question. And oh it's about to God. get the very first set of uh, Fat Boy BST wheels put on it. Yeah. Maybe and if Africa opens yeah, back Yeah, up if again. they ever ship the damn thing. Yeah, we sent, we sent this guy's Fat Boy wheels to BST so that they could mock up a set of carbon fiber wheels for us. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And so, you know how much that rear wheel weighs, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. So imagine yes. the gain we're going to get out of that. Oh, my yeah. God. That's going to be insane. Yeah. How, how be... do we get rid of those guys at Harley? What the, guys? One, the ones that put 300 pound rear wheels on <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude. I'm telling you. And they're like, this is. This is the shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. They they uh, they pushed Matt Levitich out. Who knows what else is going to happen? So, <laughs> well, we put fifty it, cal holes cool. in it to lighten it up. <laughs> yeah, that'll help with wind. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they they had the solid wheel. What in, in like the nineties, and then they yep. were like, oh man, these things get blown over the place. So then they made the shotgun wheels. Yep. So that there was some airflow. I don't think any of those people work for Harley anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then they there were like, "Oh, let's do a solid why. wheel. Yeah, solid well, wheel would be but, cool." But I, but I think, I think, I think the, yeah, I think the engineers that, like, like we, I, I see a lot of stuff go back to like, well, they already figured this out. Why aren't we just doing what we did then? 
Mm-hmm. And it's got to be because those guys are gone. Well, so there's a really good example of this. If you go into the museum and you're walking through there and uh, fucking fucking <laughs> <laughs> and you're walking through there and you get to where they were selling scooters and stuff in like the 50s and 60s, I think it was. Yeah. They have this big thing and you listen to it and it's like, yeah, the small bikes accounted for over 30% of our sales during that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking, don't you kind of have the answer to what we need to do right here in your <laughs> fucking museum? Right. Like right. maybe we need to go back to making small bikes that are cheap. You know, no, you don't stop making what you're making, but we, you know, and they tried to do that with the street. Yeah, um, they did. But they, but they, but they like fucked it up. No, I mean, we they, fucked they, it up. No, they went, they went like. Three quarters of the way in, and then they're like, "We're tired. It's good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's good enough. Just uh, put it out." They, there. Yeah, when they put it out, they said they were going to do all kinds of performance stuff, and, they didn't do shit. and then they've they never didn't done do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seven fifty has a lot of potential. Nothing out does. there for it. Nothing yeah. out there for it. Well, but but there's. I mean, if you want to spend thirty five grand, you can have Vance and Hines build build you a really cool tracker bike out of one. Right, but if you're Absolutely. going to if you're going to make a, a new engine, a liquid cooled engine, why take thirty year old technology? And call it something new. Why don't you know? Like Indian fucking smoked us on that, and and all they did you wait, was you mean, wait, 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 wait. You mean Polaris? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Polaris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bombardier. That's Bombardier. funny because <laughs> the, the the episode that's coming out on the first, our last episode. That's one of the things that Mike's got into. We were talking about defunct motorcycle companies, <laughs> and Mike okay. said, Mike said, I don't give a fuck what you say. Indian is a fucking defunct <laughs> motorcycle company because yes. all that shit is yes. made by Polaris. Now. Yeah, yes. and it's just it's just victory with different pinstripes. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, I trolled them so bad on their Instagram and their Facebook. Every time they post up a new bike, I'm like, nice jet ski, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but but there's there's certain things that they've done that they've hit the market oh. when we should have hit the market. And like when this the only thing they've out, done right is that twelve hundred. Yeah, but that twelve hundred was our opportunity. Yes. So if if Harley does the new platform, the Bronx, mm-hmm. the twelve seventy five, the eight, what is it, eight ninety uh, or whatever, nine nine seventy five, nine seventy five. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nine seventy five and the twelve fifty or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If they do that platform properly, mm-hmm. that will sell. Yeah, they will absolutely. It will. And if you if you remember that concept that they have like the white looking forty eight bike, that concept one, if that is makes fruition, I'm buying it. I don't care. That bike is sick. <laughs> I really want the sport. The what uh, is it? The, the Adventure Tour. Oh, the Pan America. Oh, yeah, I, really I like the Street Fighter looking yeah. one. So. I love that every Bronx, picture of the yeah. of the Pan America is jumping something. Yeah, <laughs> they so, actually had one at Gino Avenue. We went out and looked at it, and all of us are just drooling over, like, "Oh my god, can we get one in our fleet, please? I want to take one out from the dirt. Oh, come on, please, 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 please." So, what do you know about? Um, you you hey, stop right there. Stop right there. You know I can't talk about anything. <laughs> I know. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You, and, you and McGregor you have, to have a cocktail and relax. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and McGregor and Charlie Hunnam. Not Hunnam, Hunnam. Not, yeah. Uh, uh, Long way around, long way, long way down. Yeah, have long you seen up. any of those? Long way around no. or long way no, down? I've never watched any. Of, no, they're oh, they're super cool. They're really well, they good. just yep. did long way up, and I'm sure you probably know this, but they mm-hmm. rode from the tip of South America to like Alaska or something on live okay. wires. Now, really, the live wires were done up like the Pan America. They were lifted. Yeah, they had they had the Pan America suspension. And they were lifted and they had bags on them. 
Nice. And they I've went a, through, yeah, Mike's yeah. got pictures because they went through Scottsdale where Mike, Mike used to work, and they stopped mm-hmm. there for service. And the guys there were texting, you know, texting Mike like, oh, my God, look at this. And they made it, you know. So they went from the tip of South America to Alaska on live nice. wires, done nice. up like. And I'm like, dude, why don't we have a model of the live wire like that too? That'd be fucking mm-hmm. cool, you know. Well, it might be right. coming or yeah. a version of it. So if you haven't listened to any of our podcasts, I don't know, but um, we're pretty big proponents on the live wire. Nice. That is kind a, of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. they're they're pretty yeah. amazing bikes. Once you get to ride one. Uh, exactly especially when you get to take one apart put it back together and then ride one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it, it just it is an absolutely amazing motorcycle yeah, looking at it yeah, like, yeah it's pretty cool then we'll go ride one and then we had some local cops come in doing some service and they're looking at live wire and they're like ah and loaded up with their belts and all we're like dude take it around the block they came back and they're like holy shit man this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we did. We were the first ones, of course, to take the bikes apart and take them for test rides and stuff like that. And we started doing that new class, and we were talking about them and stuff. And everybody keep asking me, "What, what do you think? What do you think?" I'm like, "Do you have thirty grand?" They're like, "No." I'm like, "Don't ride one." Yeah, yeah, you're gonna exactly. want that. that absolutely, Dude, it's, yep. it's. I rode insane. it on the parking lot, and I wanted one. So there's been some really good, um, like uh, articles where guys mm-hmm. have compared. The live wire to the new SRF Zero and things like that, mm-hmm. and pretty much everyone says that that live wire is better. Didn't one guy ride his it Zero is, to is. ride the live wire? So I think I think right now the only bike out there that maybe is a close competition for the live wire is the Damon motorcycle. And I don't know, Jason, if you've heard much about the Damon motorcycle. Never even heard of it. Okay, so they're a Canadian company. They just bought Mission Motorcycles, and they are producing <laughs> an electric bike that is two hundred up there. What is it? Two hundred miles to to a charge, two hundred horsepower, and two hundred miles an hour. Mm. And it's got gears. I think I don't think it's uh you know one gear like the Live Wire, but it it scans the road in front of you it's supposed to be the smartest motorcycle on the planet and if you get a chance look them up damon they're beautiful bikes with amazing stats the first release that they did i think was forty thousand dollars the first bike wow. that they released um but you're also talking about faster everything than the live wire you know you more, right, more distance but you are Chips. not getting you know, we talked about this. We actually did an episode about the the live wire. What you're not getting it. is the dealer support. Yeah, right. Exactly. Hardly. You know that when yep. you factor in infrastructure into the price of the bike, the mm-hmm. live wire is priced exactly where it should be. It feels like a Harley. I was it does. super freaking surprised. Like every time you get on a Harley, it feels like a Harley. It feels Even like you're that a speeder bike. Just it's it, awesome. There is such a difference between a metric bike and a Harley. It just feels yeah. different. I agree. They, the only thing it. that the only thing I don't like about the live wire is, <laughs> is yeah. the one thing about the live wire that I don't like and, and you can change it is the regen. Um yeah. when I left when I left PDC I had it on rain mode and by the time I left the parking lot I had it on race mode sport mode. Um and when I went to stop, I didn't even have to touch the brake because no. the region was so much. Yes. Um if, if you could customize it on the fly, then I would love to get that region off and go from there. But man, that bike is so insanely powerful, man. I love that thing. So I ride an eight eighty three and I ride oh, it at, at, at hundred miles an hour 
all the time. Okay. So nice. I'm used to when you let off the gas, it just wanting to be like bah! and pull you down. So that regen right. felt very familiar when I when I rode it. You know, um, we have a couple here, and, and we like to rip them around every once in a while. But you know, this this is you know back to the MMI thing. You know, mm-hmm. the the reason that a lot of us, the people that are still working in the industry. Oh, nine of us. Well, there's 600 dealers in the in the United States. You got to figure each right. one's got at least one or two de- technicians. You know, mm-hmm. there there's a lot of guys out there. But the reason that I got into this and the reason that I have a passion for this is, is riding and things like the live wire ignite that passion. Absolutely. Because you know, I have people come in all the time. Well, that's not going to replace my street glide. Nope, it's not. The whole different animal. Yeah, it is. It is something completely different than anything you've ever ridden before. It is a whole new ball game. It is a different experience. It is something that you cannot describe until you get on it and ride it. And that's why I went to MMI. That's why I got into this business was, you know, I have that passion for riding and I have that passion for new and cool things. And let's face it, man, there are not many better companies out there than Harley Davidson when it comes to motorcycles, you know. Um, yeah, if you, you know, we rode, I'm sure we all rode sport bikes for a while. Yeah. If I was going on a sport bike, I might get on an R1 or something. Uh, I was was not much on Suzuki. I don't know. You rode a Suzuki, didn't you, Jason? Yeah, I had a GSXR seven fifty. There you go. See, that's yeah. what I used to ride. I had a TL, bro. I had a six hundred. Nice. TLs are badass. I had a TL. Yeah. TLs are badass. Yeah. I started out on a Bandit. So, then, so Harley Davidson and Suzuki. Yeah. Had a yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Yamaha. Good <laughs> question, man. As it applies to like the passion that Roy was talking about, like yeah. a lot of the passion comes from the end of performance, and mm-hmm. in your vast knowledge of what's going on with the live wire, what do mm-hmm. you see in the future? Especially for us guys here at store number twenty two oh two that are really <laughs> <laughs> performance. What could what do you see in the future for maybe reprogramming or doing something with an ability to really make that thing reach its full potential? That's all gonna be aftermarket. Two, two, all right, so so do you want me to be wires. give you the Harley two, answer or you want two. to give me the two of them. <laughs> Okay. So so Harley so the Harley motor company answer is is that's not an approved fitment, sir, and if you do anything to the bike you're gonna void your warranty. Exactly. However, there are among okay. us at, I'm, at I'm, store number twenty two oh two that say F the warranty. We want <laughs> everything that we can get. <laughs> yeah. So if if we think about like the the Tesla and the BMW electric and stuff like that, they're doing things with those cars that are un- it is insane. Absolutely insane what they're doing in the program of those cars. Now, is there a way around on the Harley? Probably, because I have no idea about it, but yeah. there's probably somebody out there that's doing some crazy things with those bikes already. I mean, have you seen the Laidlaw's video where they're got a knobby tire, or, I'm sorry, a paddle tire on there running through the sand? No. No. Are they out of down south? Yes. So if you, I, I think if you, if <laughs> I think it's on Laidlaw's YouTube or something like that. But yeah, they put a paddle tire on it and they're going to the sand. There's also a drag racer somewhere out there that's wheeling in one at about like 10 o'clock, just cooking it down the road. So there are people doing things in these bikes that are insane, but I don't even know what they're doing. I don't know what they're going to yeah. start with. I don't know I mean, what kind of performance is coming out or nothing. If you look at, I mean, there are videos all over the place of guys with these Teslas that are just making absolutely ridiculous power they figured out ways to kind of crack into that and make that thing actually reach you know what it could do i'm very curious to see what could be when i was in milwaukee doing the the live wire class and that was six months ago or so it's been a little while Mm -hmm. um i had joked with the guys up there even harut and them 
I said, man, I can't wait till some fucking nerd with a computer gets a hold of this thing. Yes. <laughs> right. And they laugh. You know, they're 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 in the same boat. You know, they're like, I'm not about to say this, but yeah, I agree. That's fucking that'd be cool, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. The world we live in today, the nerds with computers are afraid of motorcycles because they're dangerous. Well, d- you know. No, but we need them. Yeah, we need them. <laughs> yeah, we need them. Absolutely. Move over here and sit yeah. in the corner. I program my bike and watch me go fast. I think. Girlfriend. I think if Harley just <laughs> embraced what got. I think if Harley Davidson just embraced what got us where we are now, the racing, just, which is what we're doing at store 1872, <laughs> <laughs> where, where we're saying, fuck you and fuck your rules. I mean, we're killing it. Yeah. Well, but all yeah, these but dealerships are, are falling. Their numbers are falling. Their sales are falling. Everything. And, and they're just towing the line and they're, they're owned by well, car dealers and they're just mm-hmm. like sucking ass. Well, those people can't do what we're doing they because could. no, because you know, yeah, we say we say fuck you, but we don't say fuck you because we're not pulling right. we're not pulling anything over on the motor company. We're building our own motors and we're warranting them ourselves. Right. That is different than saying right. fuck you. Yeah. you know and I mean? there's it's a not. there's a couple of the dealerships that are doing the exact same thing. It's, like it's I know exactly what, what it's exactly saying fuck you. It's saying fuck you to the mainstream because we don't want the people that are like, well, I really think about getting a Harley Davidson, but they're so loud. You know, yeah. we want the guys that are like, can I wheelie on this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm in the right place. None of the bikes that we build yeah. can wheelie because all they do is break the rear tire. They spin the yeah. tire. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. But, you know, but, but our attitude and, yeah. and Harley Davidson as a motor company has lost the attitude that they talk about having. Yeah. You know, they, they're like, we have this huge attitude, but we want to cater to this new group of people that isn't into motorcycles. Well, why don't you just cater to the fucking millions that already are? And, and, and we have, we, we aren't Suzuki. We aren't Yamaha. We aren't Polaris because we're fucking Harley Davidson. So let's, so I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll answer that with one word. It's six letters and starts with a D. Dragon. Dollar. 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 I like it's all about the dollar. Man. <laughs> dragon's the dragon's bad. better, actually. Yeah. Two dragons. dragons badass. <laughs> no, you know, and, and and I agree. I agree because what sells Harley Davidson's is the bad boy attitude. It, yes. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. is that look mm-hmm. and the fact that yep. you know, really, no two look the same. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. everybody, and I talk to a lot of guys, guys that come from the metric side into you know our world, and I'm like, yeah, man, how many times did you roll up to the Kawasaki dealership to find out what was new and cool for your bike? Yeah. Huh? How many ZX10s are in the parking lot that are green and black? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right? it, it, in the same Different breath, ends, what, when did yeah. you oh. go to that dealership <laughs> for anything other than an oil change or tire or service? Yeah. True. Well, never. Exactly. Chain, chain and that is what that's we're different. It. So, yeah. but that's Harley now. And, but they're trying. They they tried yeah. with the soft tail standard with the the mm-hmm. the, 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 but, the touring okay, bike standard. So they call it the standard. I know it's the lamest like, fucking why, name ever. Like yeah. why didn't like Jamie Jamie our owner was so right. Why didn't they call it the Alley Glide? Yeah. Why don't they come yeah, out with a name? Glide. Why don't they come out with a name that actually means yeah. something? We're gonna come out with this brand new bike. It's the soft tail standard. It's yeah. the lowest spot. How many people want to buy a Ferrari Ferrari base model? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, models. hey. I, I have the FLHT standard, so I don't want to hear shit from you. Yeah, but no, no. Well, it's sure. Great bike. Great bike. It's, it's a just a bike. dumb name. The name is a dumb silly. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To well, sell it, is too, is, is, who wants is, a standard? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, the thing is, too, is they went back to the roots. You know, they had the old standard twin cam, you know, touring bike with, you know, I don't know if you remember Bill Birch or not. If you remember why he had a standard. He put a tour pack on. They had came out with a Sockdale standard many, many, many moons ago. So that's where they kind of brought it back, you know, the nostalgia kind of feel. But, yeah, I kind of get it. You know, name it something else. Yeah. Yeah. Na- yeah you know, like they came out with the Softail Low or the Softail mm-hmm. S, which, yep. which was basically like the Dyna S, but it mm-hmm. had... A little darker brown wheels, which was good because the baby yep. poop was a terrible color. Yeah, and I, I know that that was a throwback to to you know. But a lot of new customers writer. don't but know the throwbacks. Though. Yeah, they yeah, should not take any it. of those names and and, and the them, ones that know. do can't afford the motorcycles anyway. Yeah, true. Because they still have those old bikes. You know, true. like all those guys that are like the Evo's the best motorcycle Harley ever came out with. That's because they can't dope. afford anything new. Because if you ride if you ride an Evo and then you ride a twin cam, especially after like two thousand two, there's no mm-hmm. way you're gonna go back and go, Man, this fucking Evo's killing it. It's right. not gonna yeah, happen. Exactly. And then if Unless you ride Yeah, and then if you ride a one oh three even if it's versus built. your eighty eight, and then you ride a one ten versus your one oh three, and then you ride a one seventeen versus the one ten, and then you ride the base, the very first M eight, and then you ride now like the specials or any of the one fourteens and then the, the 131. 31. There's no way you're going to go back and go, this is so much better than what's coming no out way. now. No way. I mean, nope. if, no no reasonable sane person is All the Dyna bros that talk shit about the new soft tail will get their asses waxed. Oh, yeah. Yep. They'll get killed in that, every category. So, you know, we, we, build, we build a lot of motors here and do, and do a lot of stuff. And I, I did a... Was that a, a gear drive 465 in a, in a newer uh, Milwaukee 8 Heritage soft tail 114. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. That is an amazing bike. That new heritage handles and rides I know, I hate it. almost better than any other Harley. I know. It sucks because I the bike. And, and it's heritage. not the look I like, but yeah, I God well, damn, they sucks. ride good. It looks like a yeah. heritage. God yeah. damn it. But, and then you ride it and you're like, fuck, I like to that ride That yeah. fucking thing <laughs> would light the tires up first, second, and third. And was, I mm-hmm. swear to God, that was one of the fastest bikes I've ever ridden. And all it was well, was Well, we a actually set of have one. And our fleet, our demo fleet that we can ride that has a stage three in it with street cannons on it. And you can't keep someone off that bike. They want to take it for three, four oh, weeks yeah. at a oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. And we only give them a week. And yeah. I mean, I haven't ridden it, but everyone's loving the power of these bikes. I'm just like, all right, cool, man. Ride it. Hey, Do J- it. hey Jason, I'll run your Yo. stage three against our stage three for pinks. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today, yeah. Today, all right, let, let, let me go in the rain. Let me go, let me go to the, where we're shut down. Yeah. Get it. Right. So you know we're doing you know we're doing one twenty eight. Mm-hmm. A basic build is one hundred and forty plus torque, hundred twenty plus horsepower. You know, just yep. a one twenty eight with cams. Yep. Yeah, we're, uh, we we're get so many people that come in. Twenty two X. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, we get so many people come in. I want a one thirty one, and we're like, how do you feel about warranty? Right. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Okay. If you are totally focused on warranty, then yes, we will build you a 131, but we are mm-hmm. going to use all Harley parts. That's the only way we're building a 131. Yeah. All right. Harley parts, mufflers, intake, everything. If you don't want to go all, all Harley parts and you are not worried about warranty, we will build you a nasty fucking motor. <laughs> but we have to have that talk with every customer. Right. You know, right. Absolutely. That's, because at some point, I might have to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, like, like in 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 legit, like, hey, this mug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got I got piston scuff. Uh, yeah. what can I do? Yeah, yeah. These fucking well, piston jets are goddamn bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there's a there's a dealer out there. I'm not going to mention his name. He's actually a really good friend of mine. I I worked for him when I was down in Orlando. 
um, and they're building 131s and 128s or whatever, and they're putting um, power visions on them, and they're getting 150s, 160s out of these engines like it's no, like it's no, nobody's business. But I'm like, I asked them, I was like, hey, how are you doing this? You know, power vision is flagging your van, your yep. warranty and everything. They're like, we're carrying take care of warranty here as long as they do all the services. I'm like, yeah. sweet. There you so go. They're, one of their lead techs is from our shop. Yeah, I know who you're one, talking about. Yeah, and he's yeah, actually, yeah. one of the lead techs. Is a good friend of mine. You talking about Seminole? Well, no. well, he worked at Seminole. They worked at yeah. Seminole. Yes. The, you talking about Gay Chris? <laughs> gay Chris. Wow. <laughs> I know exactly. What you're yeah. Talking about. I, was, I was trying not to be specific about things, but. Um, you know, there, there. You know, there. There was a guy. He's down there. He's actually at Seminole now. That's who I thought you were talking about. The guy that tried um, to teach me how awesome FP3 was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, you know, but in the end, it these Milwaukee Eight motors are amazing. Mm-hmm. They, they are, are absolutely. Oh, yeah. still amazing, have not found man. the full potential. Oh no, 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 no. no we're doing easy builds at 150. Yep. You know, absolutely. And, and you know, we 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 have a very large customer base. And we've had the ability to experiment a lot. So, nice. you know, the, we've done just about every cam, just about every setup. Um, and now we're trying new stuff. And, and, you know, we've been getting into doing our own thing, our own cams, our own exhaust, our own stuff. Um, you know, that's in the works right now. But, you know, it, in the end, the performance bagger is back. You know, there was yes. a time when the performance bagger was a big deal. And then it kind of petered mm-hmm. off for a little while. <laughs> I but, love it. it. Whatever, whatever gets rid of big wheel. Thank you. Bags. Thank you. Yeah. You just don't know what's cool. God. No, I don't. Big wheel baggers are for sitting in the garage. God, I hate those things. And in the shop because they always need to be fucking worked on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey man, my fork extensions have disconnected <laughs> from the top of my forks for the third time. What yeah. do I do? How many oh, of those have we shit. done? The stupid fork extensions. American suspension. Yeah. The company? Oh, oh my man. god, garbage. So Wait, there actually is fork extensions out there? Oh, yes. Yeah. So they put oh, yeah. four, oh, inch, four inch screw in caps on these oh, forks. And then they rake them out so that there's even more pressure on that extension. Oh, yeah. my God. And they break every time. And, and this, we do a lot yeah, of them. We, put, we just put longer tubes in. It's the, so simple. Yeah, the seam is halfway. <laughs> and, and, and guess what? Uh, Jean Paul found out that Baghdad sells longer tubes built, ready to go. Who? What? Baghdad. Bad dad, bad dad. They oh, sell yeah. they sell long Probably, four, yeah. they sell four inch over tubes already assembled. Yeah, <clears throat> and wow. well, like, none of that fucking matters. Hate it. Yeah, big wheelbaggers suck. God. Yeah, they do. I hate them. Thank Look, God. That's like that's like, like the donks of the motorcycle world. Guys, call us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, donks are kind of cool. Big wheelbaggers are not. <laughs> <laughs> Donks are not. You look at donks and you're like, wow, the wheels and tires cost more than that. The whole car. <laughs> Monte Carlo. Yeah. Yes. Well. Yeah, man. No, so yeah, I'm, I'm refreshed to see that guys, you know, come and ask for stuff and they don't care what it looks like. They don't care really what it sounds like. They, they, they say, tell me what's going to give me the most power. So it's taken us the last two years to mm-hmm. get us to a point where we are telling people what they want. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we get so many people that come in. Oh, I want this. I want that. And everybody pretty much here is trained now to say, no, that's not what you want. Nice. If that's nice. what you want, then you can go somewhere else. Um, we only do what we think is going to be best. You know, the guys come in and like, I want this and a Vans and Heinz X pipe and a blah, blah, blah. We're like, cool. Go to Boswell's. <laughs> <laughs> well, every, every bike we build, 
you know, it's going to line up against somebody at some point because they're going to find out that it came from here. And yeah. if it mm-hmm. doesn't perform, it's only as good as the last one we built. Exactly. Yep. So if it gets its ass spanked, you look like shit. Yeah. And I'm not going to let it out of here, and neither will Mike. He started My it. buddy had one more horsepower. Thing. Yeah. Oh, God. We get into that all the time. So that's another, that's another ideology, if you will, that we have fought against, which is horsepower. Mm-hmm. Fuck horsepower. You don't give a shit exactly. about horsepower. Yes. Horsepower is a made-up fucking number. It is a calculation. It means nothing. What you mm-hmm. want is torque, and we preach yes. this every day. So a lot of our builds, if you look at our dynographs and stuff, are you know, 110, 120 foot-pounds at fucking 2,000 RPMs. You know, and That's it, awesome. And then it just lifts and carries all the way out from there. And when people ride that, they're like, oh, my God. And we're like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> you don't get the peak number man. you don't there's not enough rpm range on a harley to really get into horsepower you right know, you're 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 running out the rpm so quick horsepower doesn't really matter you're redlining when you're hitting peak anyway yeah 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 it's right but, when you shift yeah exactly well so i know we've been on the phone for a while and and i'll let you go but uh you know i will give you a plug i know you and your uh wife there it was a joy what? is that right yeah, she's, she's standing right here next to me. Yeah, so you guys just started a YouTube channel, correct? Yeah, so it's called the Jane J Story. What it is is she started it just to kind of you know let the world see what we're kind of going through with her getting her whole green card and stuff like that. So we're just yep. doing um, you know her green card process. You know me, she's got me cooking Thai food. Um, now since I moved to Milwaukee a little over a year and a half ago, I I didn't go out anywhere because Has I wanted to wait long? for her. Shit. It's well, I moved here. I moved back stateside. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. December of 18. So I moved up here January 3rd of last year, but I didn't do anything because I wanted her to see things for the first time. So now yeah. we're doing all these videos of her seeing the Lake Michigan. We're going to go down to um, everything that we can imagine. So we're just, it's just like a process of us seeing everything and doing everything together and letting her see America for the first time. Cause it's funny because she got here in October of last year. And she got here right when it was starting to be fall. Now everything's turning green. So every time we go out somewhere, she's like, Ooh, babe, look yellow. Ooh, babe, look red. Ooh, look at the green. Cause she hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. Cause she's, it's all been snowing and everything. So it's just something that we're doing, you know, for her family and friends back home to see, you know, what she's going through. And then if people that are interested in doing the visa process and stuff like that, they can see what the kind of steps are and what we have to go through and, yep. and kind of get everything going that way. My so wife, it's, it's kind of a cool, That's my cool. wife's an immigrant. She went through that. It took her 15 years to get her Whew, green card Jesus. Yeah. that was when when we met and finally got married they mm-hmm. like around the time that we actually got married was around the time she got approved for her citizenship so it didn't matter it was like you know it, she had already started it she started it like as a young teenager you know and it took like 15 years and uh, quite a bit of money to get in there and it, it you know right. it, it is not easy and it's it's a it's an amazing uh-huh. process and i, I was kind of curious to see what kind of if there was any kind of culture shock or, or, you know, how really how she felt coming from Thailand to Milwaukee, you know what well, I mean? She, well, she, well, I mean, for me going from Florida to Thailand was, it was a huge shock for me because I was thinking everything was kind of like just a bunch of temples and open area and stuff like that. And there was nothing to do like that. Oh yeah. So she's used to everything being like super close and, you know, you have to go out of the city to see kind of trees and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I did that back. There's a lot of trees in Bangkok, but, um, when she, we were driving from Chicago to where I picked her up back over here, you know, she's like, everything's so open. The traffic is so nice. And yeah. 
And she did a, it, she did a, a video, it's all in Thai, a couple of days ago, um, talking about the, the eight things or ten things that kind of shocked her when she got here. And one of the things that she said was, is that she's, it's, it's funny how everybody here is so nice. Like when you guys call tech services, we say, hey man, what's going on? How are you? Over there, if you say that, the people in Thai, they think you're weird. Like, why are you talking to me like this? Why are you asking me if I'm okay? Yeah. Um, if we walk down the street somewhere and we see someone walking toward us, like on the sidewalk, we say, hey, how are you? And, you know, they'll answer back. In Thailand, they don't say anything to anybody. They don't even say hi. So it's um, New York. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, much, yeah. so it's like New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's, she's, she's getting used to how everything is here, you know. Um, she is kind of, you know, still getting used to the differences between Thai and American and, you know, the metric system versus what we use and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of, it was hard for her at first, but now she's getting better with it. And we had a discussion about this the other day to where with me, I'm so used to doing things the American way. And I took for granted that she had no idea what a pound was. She knew what a kilo was, but not a pound. Yeah. So you know, just the simple things that we always take for granted. And, and you, you know, for some people, it's a whole new experience for them. Yeah, absolutely. It was super interesting. And I'd seen it pop up and I actually told my wife about it because, um, you know, it's it those kind of perspectives are what people are looking for, you know, so, when, mm-hmm. when they, when I, they go out I there have a question. Absolutely. When you took her to the safe house, did you tell her the password? We haven't gone to the safe house okay, yet. And so, she does not know the password. So when you do, will you film it and not tell yes. her the password so you can go <laughs> yes. through and then watch on F- the screen? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm yes. gonna follow yes. that up with fuck the safe house. <laughs> the safe house is awesome. Fuck yeah, I mean, if the it's safe one house of the places is rad. So if you've never been there, it's years, awesome. For ten fucking years, all I've heard about is when you go to Milwaukee, you have to go to the safe house. You have to go mm-hmm. to the safe house, you have to go to the safe house. Yeah, the safe house is So right. I finally got to go to Milwaukee. And I went to the fucking safe house and I <laughs> sat at the fucking bar for 20 goddamn minutes and not a fucking person looked at me. And I finally got up and walked out and I went to the guy in the front room and I was like, your fucking service here sucks. I've been dying to come here for 10 fucking years. And I get here and I sat there for 25 goddamn hot minutes. right now. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't even get a beer. And the guy was like, well, Why I'm you sorry. Why you me, bro? And no, <laughs> so no mad, resolution, bro. no nothing. And the guy was like, well, sorry. And I left. And that was the end of it. Wow. And I was oh, like, oh, sucks. wow. You just fucking ruined the safe house for me. Thank so you. So the whole time you were sitting there, were you too pissed off to realize that the seats go up and down at the bar? <laughs> yeah, no. I didn't see, yeah. <laughs> see you were They so weren't mad. doing that. They weren't you didn't doing even that. realize that the bar moves up and down. <laughs> this yeah, guy is yeah. far too angry to let into yeah. the safe house. I mean, I did I see know, somebody right? I knew there and, and talked to him for a little while. And I finally was, he, I was like, dude, do, do, how do we get served around here? And he's like, man, the bartender's right there. And I was like, yeah. I've been sitting here for 15 minutes. And he's like, yeah, dude, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, me neither. We talked for another 10 minutes. And I finally looked at him and I said, Charlie, man, I need a beer. I'm leaving. He's like, yeah, I don't blame you. And I got up and left. Wow. So... Fuck well, next time, you, next time, you, next time you come to Milwaukee, we'll have to go, and we'll, I'll have you a, a better time. Okay? Yeah, and you'll Not get to like, yeah. and you'll go to the bathroom and end up outside, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. I mean, I, I, like went, I walked, year? I walked all around Milwaukee. It was, it was great, dude. I walked all around Milwaukee. It's a cool fucking town, man. There's bars it is, everywhere. It is you really know? Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. There's, there's cool shit. Yeah, I, I hit some fucking weird ass Irish pubs and all kinds of mm-hmm. shit down there. You yeah, know? Did you go to the they uh, they have that what's what's that stupid Chicago the Blackhawks bar? They have like a dedicated like a bar that's all Blackhawks, and we I was there one time and it was a hockey game. And we walked in and they're like, "Are you Blackhawks fan?" And we're like, 
I don't know. I am tonight. You are if you come in here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I want a drink, and they're like, if you don't like the Blackhawks, get out. And I'm like, I love the Blackhawks. <laughs> nice. Do you, do you have whiskey What sport beer? do they play? I love the Blackhawks. Yeah, it's fun. yeah dude, I love it, man. <laughs> yeah, I love basketball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. basketball rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Jordan like, made a three pointer. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Yeah. Is Michael yeah. Jordan still playing? And a hat trick. Yeah. Usually the bouncers are like, let me see your ID. They're like, you like the Blackhawks? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I, I, should I? Should I? I don't I, know, but I'm, yes, I'm legal. I I'm legal. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I can drink. I just want a goddamn drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that town. No, I mean, Milwaukee's a drinking town for sure. They, they like to drink it down is. there. It is. It, it, a it's lot. cool. It's, it, There's a lot of breweries and stuff here, too. It's kind of, it's crazy how much stuff is here. We're drinking Miller right now. You know, I, nice. I, I grew up in Florida, and I never left, never went Actually, really you, anywhere. you did leave. I mean, but for a long time. I okay. didn't leave, okay? <laughs> All right. And my, one of my first- <laughs> Didn't leave till I left. One of my first- <laughs> I'd I gone. gone. <laughs> I had gone to New York, and I had experienced New York, which was a culture shock, you know, just totally weird to me. Mm-hmm. And I went to Vancouver. Awesome Oh, town. God. And- Awesome town. Dude, Vancouver is- fucking new york dude. it's crazy it's yes. crazy as fuck and i had no idea i'm thinking you know you, you don't know any better so I'm, I'm down in florida i'm thinking oh up in canada there ain't shit up there and i get to vancouver and that is a big fucking city skyscrapers everywhere fucking you name it it's there and i was like we rolled in you know coming in and you kind of come over the mountain and look down on vancouver and i was like holy shit i did not expect this you know and you get in there and it's it's just it, it's a different world, you You're know. Like, it's it's mm -hmm. whole, totally the, different. Yeah. Where are the dog sleds and the miners? Yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> dude, I, I, I didn't expect this. And, and it's the same way, you know, Thailand, other places you go like that, you kind of have these ideas in your head. Absolutely. of what's there and then you get there and you're like oh wait this is like a normal fucking city Dude. you know yeah I was, I it's like santa Monica, california like, north yeah i was expecting so much different stuff when i got there and my first meal when i got to thailand was burger king yeah <laughs> what what do they call the whopper the whopper it's, it's, it's got, they had the metric system but they don't do that kind of crazy stuff like in france okay? it, it wasn't a what was it a, a royale, royale with cheese? With cheese. <laughs> i love it we're huge movie what's, buffs so. what's what's funny is i actually went to paris with my mom and my sister like four years ago and we walked into a mcdonald's on the champs de Luze, and we walked in just to see it say royale with cheese i took a picture of it and walked out <laughs> that's awesome i'm like that's no something shit. i would do All yeah right. It really is a Royale with cheese. Motherfucker. Yeah. Look at that. It's awesome. Dude. It's so funny. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you calling in today. And I know hey, I, man, I've been keeping problem. you on the phone for a while. And uh, what, what was the name of your YouTube channel with your, with your girl? J&J. &J. J &J. The J&J &J story. The J&J story. Okay. Yeah. And like I said, we've got like six videos up right now. We're trying to do at least one a week, maybe two a week. Um, I got some stuff in my head, which I want to do. We're, you know, once this whole china virus is over we're gonna go uh explore the city some more and put some more videos and stuff hey man up. yes <laughs> yeah i don't know about you i don't know about you but i had that fucking coronavirus in november so why do you why do you call it the chinese virus because it's from china yeah exactly <laughs> like the it. swine the, the, the spanish flu is from spain I love yeah, yeah. no nah, i had yeah. that shit in november i think everybody else so did a too. bunch of guys that work too there were there were guys there four or five days out sick and so it's already ran through but yeah whatever. yeah we were way too late on this one but that's a whole different discussion yeah, exactly that's ne that's next week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but motorcycles yeah, in the age of COVID. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Fucking COVID. <laughs> hey, you know what though? In the end, uh, us here especially, we we haven't missed a beat. 
Oh, we have good. just been good, cranking, good, good. cranking. I've been working my ass off. All of a sudden, I got a bunch of extra money from the government. It's been nice. good. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. complaining. You know? Well, I mean, we haven't you, missed a beat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm working from. I'm working from home the whole time. I mean, they sent us home. I think I got to work on a Tuesday. They sent me home with a laptop. Wednesday had some connection problems, but I've been working either on the living room floor or in the bedroom on my desk is all the whole time. So that's yeah, awesome. we haven't, we haven't yeah, shut that's down. So weird. Yeah, that's awesome. So I've been calling like warranty, and they're like, "Well, I don't know. I'm working from home right now," and I'm like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Well, see, I had talked to Jason, and and he's like, "Oh yeah, we're working home for now," or I think he posted some. I don't remember what it was, but shortly thereafter, I had called and talked to warranty or one of those people, and I was like, "Ooh, are you working from home too?" And she was yeah, like, what are you wearing? Yeah, I am. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. What are you wearing? No, no, I didn't do that. No. no, I try to keep it professional. <laughs> <laughs> but it is kind of cool, the system that we do have. Both we're using actually make can transfer us back and forth to warranty and stuff like that. So yeah, that's cool. kind of weird when I say, let me transfer you to this person. And then all of a sudden, I transfer them to their home, wherever the hell they are. I'm like, all right, yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, because it is weird because like, you call the number and you're still – Pretty sure when we call in, we're still calling the switchboard in Milwaukee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then Absolutely. it's just, yeah. from there, it's like, you know, I talked to Steve the other day, and he's like, I don't know why you're talking to me. And I was like, I, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know why I'm talking to you either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I, well, I didn't know I could even get the tech services through warranty. Yeah. Yeah, like, can. they can go you wherever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's yeah. like, no, just, you just, just need call to make, me, I got you. He's like, you just need to make a PRD claim. And I'm like. All right, that sounds great, man. I don't know what that is. All I know is Jason's <laughs> lucky. Jason's lucky. I don't have a direct number to him because every time I call, I be calling him like, "Hey, man." No, what, what sucks is now I do, or now you do. You got no. my phone number. So like, oh yeah, well, that, I wouldn't do that for work anyway. You know, <laughs> I think you know. I think that it's awesome to have an asset like you guys, and I. It's got to be way more frustrating for you than it is for me. Yeah, because you, yeah, you have to deal with people that when you're like did you check the fuse and they're yeah. like uh i think i did <laughs> and yeah. you're like okay well run check it and then, yeah 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 go check the fuse and then they come, come back. back and they're like yeah the fuse is blown yeah. you're like okay can bye. I get 15 hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah can I, can I get quad a time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no you cannot get quad a time yeah you know yeah. we don't we that, don't have to that, deal with that you know i mean the hardest part for us is like uh, you, you, like jumping through the hoops, like I know they're gonna want this, they're gonna want this. Mm-hmm. Like writing all mm-hmm. this, you know. Normally, I wouldn't write it down. Like, uh, yeah, the compression and leak down. I don't write it down unless I'm like, okay, I'm gonna call tech services. I'm gonna write the damn numbers down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Fluid t- transfer. What's your transmission? Uh, uh the number. Yeah. Right. Uh, seven. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there seven. you go. <laughs> seven. So what's in the primary? Yeah. Thirty-five. Just Four. way off, bro. It, Four. It, <laughs> it poured out all over. <laughs> yeah. There you go. God. So yeah, we thank you guys and yeah, man. You know, tell Steve. Hey, man. He he sounds it's, as old as he looks. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and like I, like I tell everybody, you know, that's what we're there for, guys. You know, if, yeah. if you guys got issues with it, you know, please feel free to call us. I tell everybody. You know, when I get off the phone with them, if you have any more issues, call us back. Let us know. We'll try to help as much as possible. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that we, you know, Amazing. when when one. you guys call us back and tell us that what we gave you for information actually fixed the problem, that makes us feel good. Makes me know we're doing our jobs right. So, just keep doing what you guys are doing. And, and like I said, if you guys got any issues, dude, call us, please. That's what we're there for. You sound very happy. I love my job. Have dude. you I seen do. his old Listen lady? To this guy. Have you seen his old lady? 
<laughs> Dude, I, right, let's, put, let's, let's, put, let's put it this way. I'm living in Milwaukee, which is a city I told myself I'd never live in because it's too goddamn cold. But I got my dream job. I've got a dream woman. I've got a roof over my head and a motorcycle in the garage. That's I could right. not All be happier. All we need to do is kill COVID-19. Yeah, that's right. Fun. I want yeah. a golden <laughs> ride. Let's do this. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You, I can't imagine how that's impacted your shit. Like, you're trying to go out and tell a story about how, you know, you're trying to visit America and see America. The whole damn yep. thing has been on lockdown since, like, December, yep. January. Yeah. yeah. Well, How's that working out for you? That sucks, man. April. I'm sorry. Yeah, we went over... We went to Lake Michigan to go look at some things, and they actually had all the signs that said temporarily no parking. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, you know, there was a, in Florida, speaking of you dumbasses from Florida. <laughs> hey, one, hey, so hey. Which yeah. coast? Which one coast? Of the, it's different. No, no, one of the mayors of a beach town. I was, I was listening to this on Reuters, I think. It was one of, the, one of the little coastal cities, you know, and I guess they all have, like, sovereignty over their sections of beaches. Mm-hmm. So one of them opened it back up to swimming and surfing, but no sunbathing or walking. What? So you have to and, f- and and I was like, well, how do you? So do they launch you? Have the you? helicopter into the beach into <laughs> yeah, the ocean? I was like, so they so do they have a cannon and they like launch you into the <laughs> because if you can't walk on the Jesus. beach, how are you going to swim? You have to was walk it across East Coast or West Coast. I don't know. I don't. Hell, I don't See, know I knew it. Florida. He was like it East Coast, West Coast, well, Florida. That's what, that's what Jamie said too. When well, I surfing him. it had to be East Coast because there is no surfing on the West Coast. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It must have been because yeah, they, they, be they said you could swim and surf. I mean, you to be honest, walk or if you live in Florida, there's not a lot of surfing either. I there's mean, not. The, the waves there's suck not. in Florida. I mean, the beaches suck in Florida. E- until you get down to like Miami Keys, stuff like that, they get all right. But even then, the waves, pff, they suck. You yeah. sit there in the water and you drink. I tried to surf for years. But I love the Florida. It's like, a lot of work. Fuck you. We're opening back up. Yeah. We don't They're care if Monday. our cases go up. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> We're yeah. doing it. Herd immunity. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, thank you, man. Yeah, man. Not I problem, appreciate guys. you calling in, man. And uh, maybe we'll get you back on for another good one. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on, man. All right. Have you have a good one, Jason. See you. All right, guys. All right. See ya. Well, that went that went pretty good. Still on? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that went pretty good. Yeah. Put the bottle down. He had a good, good right. perspective. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when, it, when it's all said and done, he got a perspective that we don't get. Yeah. Um, we kind of got to talk about tech services a little bit. And we, I don't think we had to push him into saying anything he needed to or didn't want to. But, um, but yeah, you know, in, in the end, is MMI worth it? It depends. Sounds like it is. That guy's happy as hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I think it's he's, he's a really, no, he's a really good example. Okay. Um, like he said, he didn't know shit before he went. Spent five or six years in the business, you know, went back, started teaching. Went to teach for Harley. Now he works for Harley. Um, you know, you and I and 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 Mike, you and I can can kind of say the same things in that we have pushed our careers into management positions and you know more than just being a technician. You know, when it's all said and done, and 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 that's because we have that drive. You know, that drive that that puts us to that that next level. But but I started at twelve dollars an hour. I started at nine dollars yeah. an hour. Nine dollars an hour is what I made as a technician. Yeah, nine dollars an hour. Um, anybody listening to this that wants to become a mechanic that thinks they're going to make a lot of money, go ahead and try something else. Yeah, this is the medium bucks job. Um, I've been in this ten years, and I still do not make as much money as I did in the construction business. Uh, you know, I, I made a fuck ton of money in construction. I don't do this for the money. I do this one because I, I love the shop that I work at and, and the people I work with and, and you know, uh, 
it's it's a different atmosphere. I get to come into work and say fuck you and things like that. And, um, you know, <laughs> and and we're stuck. You know, we're old enough now that we can't really do anything else. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm too old to go do anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like anything else. I mean, <clears throat> well, if well, you, you want to get into a business and you want to carve yourself out a career, if you want it bad enough, you can carve yourself out a career. Yeah. Well, you have to love it. You have to want to do it. You have to absorb it, live it, and breathe it. Well, and that's the flip side to the is MMI worth it? Because you can get the same results without going to MMI. That's what I brought up earlier. I'd rather you almost can, take somebody that has it's like hard. shop it's, hard it's very hard. So I'd rather have somebody that came through Mike's boot camp with no bad experience. <laughs> so here's the problem with that. It's not going to happen. Rody is like an anomaly. Rody is a, a guy we have working here in the shop and he has never been to MMI. He has shadowed under Mike for a couple of years. But when you give Rody something new, Rody doesn't necessarily understand how all the systems work. So Rody's a really good parts changer and a do this, do that. Rody's great. But when a bike rolls in that has a problem, Rody kind of struggles with diagnosis. You need that backbone. And that is the difference between somebody that has been taught, yeah. you know, from a place like MMI and somebody else that has just learned from experience because you have to understand how it all works to diagnose. And we were kind of talking about that earlier. You know, I got a bike in and people were like, man, I don't understand what's going on. Every time I turn on the bike, this was a 2010 2012 every time i turn on the bike the right blinker turns on i can turn it off but i can't turn it back on you get a right turn signal switch broken i'm like what well if you understand how everything works the only way that turn signal is going to come on when you turn the switch on is if you are getting voltage to the TSM, the BCM, whatever it is on that bike from that switch. Now, does that mean the switch is bad? No. You could have a short voltage on that wire. And there are ways to test that. But you have to understand that. I went into advanced electrical, which is the, the hardest class for a technician to take. It's a master class. There are many, many, many people who have done this and failed one of the only classes i've ever heard of people failing they have milwaukee eight motors they have all this stuff and then they have two 13 and prior bikes sitting in this collab yeah. okay and you, two. And, and you got to diagnose stereo problems. stereo problems exactly right he is exactly right yeah so you go in and i vaguely remember this so you have a, a full dresser, front and rear switches. You know, the passenger's got switches and stuff, right? Well, when the passenger hits volume up, the volume down goes down. When the passenger hits volume down, the volume down goes down. What's the problem? He's looking at me like I have the answer. I have no effing exactly. idea. So <laughs> I didn't take the, the class. The funny thing is, <laughs> if you were to open up a service manual and read through the initial diagnostics and the initial diagnostics for stereo, there is actually an excerpt in there that says if a switch, if, 
however it's put, if you hit a switch and it's giving you a different function, and that same you know switch is giving you that function, then those wires are shorted together. Okay, so I you know th these classes are all about you know they say well I don't need you to lay out every step for me, I need you to find the problem and then explain it to me, and if you can explain it to me to where I think you understand the problem, then you pass. So I go through, I test, it says, well, these two are shorted together. So I disconnect the connector. I ohm the two together. Sure enough, they're shorted together. Plug it back in, raise my hand. I'm done. Two and a half minutes. So there's a definite value two to and the and a half methodology. Minutes. Yeah. So the teacher comes over with a strange look in his eyes and it's like, you just started on this bike. How did you find this so fast? I opened up the book. <laughs> And I'm like, well, right here in initial diagnostics, it says this and that these two wires are shorted together. So I pulled the connector, ohmed them. Sure enough, they're shorted together. We need to fix that. And he's like, you're exactly right. Boom, done. Next task. I watched people spend an hour diagnosing that problem with breakout boxes and things taken apart and I would walk by them and be like start over because <laughs> you're really not supposed to help the other people and I'd be walking by like start over start over and they're like what I'm like start the fuck over you're you are down the rabbit hole man you have gone too far and that's where people go wrong is they're not paying attention to the little things you know 99.9% .9 of the time it is something fucking stupid a fuse a wire a connection something dumb when it comes to electrical you yeah. know what did what did you install when this yeah. problem started happening exactly when did this start happening oh it started about a month ago okay what did you do to the bike i put mirrors on oh well i put new grips on all yeah. right thank you i know the problem now <laughs> i know where to focus yeah, i know why your brake light's always on but it's not like i'm super smart at electrical it's that i read and I read when there is, and, and most of the time when the guys in the shop come ask me for help, well, I don't, I don't know what to do. It's got this trouble code. Okay, let's open up the book. Let's go to the beginning of that chapter. What does it say the causes of that are? Why is it tripping that code? How does it trip that code? Well, we had one that uh, one of the guys in the shop had sent out, and the guy wrote it like twice, came back, and the light came back on. You know, whatever. I can't remember exactly what it was, oxygen sensor or something. And I said, well, let's open up the book. And you read right in the book, and it says it takes three ignition cycles before that code will trip. Well, the technician fixes it, turns it on, starts it up, and rides it. No light. Rides it over to the porter bay. Porter fires it up, washes it up, rides it around. You know what I mean? Then and the, then the customer gets Number on three. it, fires it up, rides it home, and the fucking light comes on. And he's pissed. You know, and I told her, you know, I, I, I told him, I said, man, you need to get three ignition cycles. So you need to go out and ride this thing for about a mile, mile and a half. Stop, shut it down, turn it back on, ride it. Do the same thing about every mile and a half, two miles. See if it comes back. Oh, it came back. Exactly. You know, the manual, you know, you pay so much money to learn how to read, to learn how like to read said, a manual. Right back to where we started. It's to start an initial diagnostics. It's to go here. It's to go there. It's how to get information, how to find out that information. That's what you're learning. 
you are not getting all the information. You are yeah. learning how to find that information. Yeah, because you don't know what's wrong. No. And they can't know what's wrong. If, 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 if they could set you up for every possible scenario, they would. But they can't. There's so many variables, you yeah. know. A broken wire, a broken connection, uh, anything. So The failures are almost always electrical now. Yeah. Pretty much. And, and, and when they are... Um, the computer usually points you in a pretty good direction, yeah. you know, uh, when it's all said and done. So. When I was a kid, it was mostly mechanical, but yeah. manufacturing and the way they do things now. Well, even then, your are, switches were mechanical. So everything yeah. was really easy to test, you know, so yeah. an ohmmeter and some other shit. You, yeah. you could test <laughs> click, everything. Click. Yeah. Off. Off. No. Yeah. Now that you have off, modules, off, there oh, is wait. no testing. It's, do I have power and ground? Yeah. Do I have connection CAN bus? Yeah. Uh, everything works, but this, yep. Okay, replace it. Yeah, well, replace the module. Yeah. So, check the check the check the uh, the load. Does the load work? Yeah. Okay, the module's bad. Yeah. Yep. Done. Ooh, what's that? But ultimately, worthwhile. If you're the right person, yeah, it's worthwhile. We have voted. Yes. Yeah. I spend a if lot you, of money, and I pay a lot you, of money. If but you want to smell like gas and oil. You want to get strong hands. Dude, especially today. And you want to... If, if y'all have never lived in a shop that smells like old, varnished gasoline Ooh, for about three change, days, if you want to change come tires, join us. Change oil. <laughs> and and make shit make, tons of power. you want to make the medium bucks, <laughs> the medium this is your bucks, job. Yeah. And MMI will get you here. Hell yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, check us out, talkingbrap.com. New posts, new things coming all the time. And you can make tens of thousands of dollars a year in this job. (laughs) (laughs) Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands of dollars a year. Absolutely. And wheelie a bag around the cheap. You can make low five figures within five years of entering this (laughs) this career field. All right. I think that's enough for the night. So it's another little intro. Er outro. <laughs> <laughs>